welcome to episode 20 of Matthew Linity. In this episode, I'll be looking at John's words. What was John saying? So the middle section of Matthew chapter 3 provides John's message, except we don't have John's message generally. We only have what John was saying to the Pharisees and Sadducees that had come to his baptism. So it might be tempting to think that, oh, we've got what John typically said. Well, apart from repent, for the kingdom of the heavens is near, which is general message that he's, he's well known for, we don't have his general message, but we do have specifics of, well, according to Matthew, what John said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees who had come to his baptism. So I'll just read aloud verses 7 to 12. Noticing many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore, produce fruit worthy of repentance, and do not presume to say among yourselves, We have Abraham, our father. I tell you that God is able to raise up children of Abraham from these stones. Already the axe is at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree not producing good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. The one coming after me is stronger than I am. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he's going to clear out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn in unquenchable fire. So this is quite an intense little sermon that we have here from John the Baptist, and he is speaking to Pharisees and Sadducees who have come to his baptism. Why are there Pharisees and Sadducees there at his baptism? It seems that they are blending in with everybody else, just trying to look like they're being supportive and going with the flow, and they're not wanting to try to stop John the Baptist. I mean, how how can they try to stop John the Baptist? Everybody loves him. Everybody thinks he's a prophet. They're blending in, making it look like they're being supportive, even though they're not necessarily planning on repenting. Everybody else seems to be there because they really believe in what John the Baptist is doing. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees that came, John saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming. John is suspicious that they think that we'll just go along with it, but they're not really believing in it. And John is telling them, no, this is serious stuff. You can't expect to get out of the wrath. There's coming wrath. There's this furious fire that's going to burn up the unrepentant. These Pharisees and Sadducees who have come to the baptism of John, they're not necessarily planning to get baptized, and they're not even necessarily planning 
to repent. They, they don't think we, we actually have to repent. And John's saying, yeah, you have to actually repent. Truly repent. This is serious stuff. Don't presume that you've just got the right credentials to, to just keep you safe. You'll be fine. You're untouchable. And John's saying, no, that's not how it works. There's an axe and it's ready to chop. And if you don't have any good fruit, well, you know what happens to those trees? They go into the fire. The purpose of this water cleansing that I'm offering is so that you will repent. It's to lead you to repentance. The purpose of washing with water, it's the first step of repentance, but true repentance is its not just having a bit of wash and going, okay, we're all done now, everything's fine. No, it's its to, it's to change the way you live. It, it's to truly repent, to, to turn your ways around to be more in line with God's ways. Now, you think what's happening here is big and massive? Well, what's coming is big and massive. But this is this is nothing compared to what's coming. The one who's coming after me, the next person is going to bring wrath. It's, it's going to be fiery. I'm not worthy compared to the person who's coming next. You know, I'm just not comparable. This huge judgment coming. So John the Baptist is getting the people to repent because of fear of judgment that he's motivated to get everyone in line for fear of coming judgment and he really believes it's coming very soon as we've got the coming wrath the coming fire the coming one all this is about to happen it sounds very cataclysmic and john thinks it's about to happen this is not a small fire it's not just like a little fire that you can just go, oh, ouch, 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 uh, put it out. Yeah, put it out there, it's out. No, you, you, can't, you can't You can't escape this fire. This is the big fire. So John the Baptist is really concerned for the state of affairs, trying to get everyone back in line, get back into alignment with, with God's ways uh, to save them from the coming judgment. He's trying to save people from the coming wrath. Now, you can probably tell that this is not exactly what ends up happening when Jesus comes along. Jesus doesn't seem to be bringing the fire, the wrath. He doesn't seem to be burning up people. Jesus talks about a future time of judgment in, in the unknown future at some point. And we as Christians like to think that, well, John the Baptist is thinking of Jesus. This is what Jesus is going to do. But then how do we make it work so that what Jesus ends up doing throughout the book of Matthew fits the image? Does it actually fit the image of what John is expecting? Yes, so we think that we've got to turn this portrait of what John is talking about into a portrait of Jesus. This is what Jesus does. But how do we make that work? Because Jesus isn't necessarily the mighty, wrathful bringer of fire and judgment that John the Baptist is talking about or is, is, is expecting. Uh, and in later episodes, I'll have a look at, at this a little bit 
more. There are ways of making it work. We can say, well, Jesus is passionate, so he's he's fiery, his words are powerful, and he's he is doing powerful things. He's not burning. He's not, is he bringing judgment, uh, um, collecting the wheat and burning the chaff? Uh, we could say that with his words, and we can make it work, and we say, well, you know, John's words actually do fit. They are compatible. This image, this portrait that John has of the coming one, the next comer, well, that's Jesus. Anyway, we'll get onto that in a, in another episode. There's some clues here that it's not so simple as just saying, yeah, look, there you go. John spoke about Jesus. John thought Jesus was the Messiah. According to Matthew, it is much more complicated. Uh, there are ways of making it work that are more compatible with the text. Many of the, the, the ways that we've tried to do this in the past are not attuned to the text of Matthew. Can we follow the text? Does it actually work? The solution that we come up with hopefully should fit the text. It should be compatible with what is being said in the book of Matthew. But I look forward to that in the coming episodes. It might take a few episodes to get to it. But that is all for this episode. Thank you for listening.